Hi everyone, this is Aaron, and you are listening to the Sound Words Podcast, a podcast about the life and times of today's worship leaders. Today's guest is Angie Jojana, and we're going to talk about Angie's upcoming recitals, keyboards versus pianos, and how a worship leader can help the worship team members. Thanks for listening. When do you graduate again? When's your graduation? So I graduate in May of 2019. Okay, May 2019. So that's coming soon, yeah. right? That's coming yeah. Soon. Do you have yeah. a big performance like that you have to do? Well, so I have, um, so that's part of the big stress of this semester um, is, so I have two senior recitals that I have to prepare for because of okay. my double emphasis. So the first one, which will be in November, is my senior voice recital. So I'm singing approximately an hour's worth of music in total. Wow. Well, actually, more like 45 minutes, but okay. the whole thing should take like a little over an hour. Yeah, that's, um, a, lot of sing- that's a lot of singing. Yeah, I know. I started going through, I think in my last lesson last week, we did like three out of the five sets of music that I have planned. And it was exhausting. In addition to the fact that I had to sing for the faculty earlier that day to show them that I had like uh, just like one more piece that I needed to perform in front of everyone. And so, yeah, things were crazy. Um, But yeah, it's going to be so right now, this whole month is really just building up the stamina to be able to perform all that without falling apart at the end. That's in in November. I'm going to write this down. Yeah. Like November. (laughs) November. Do you know the date? I want to go to this. Yeah. Am I allowed to go? Yeah. November 11th at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. Okay. So that's for your vocal one. And then is there another one that you said? You said you have two. So at the very end of March, I'm doing a um, collaborative recital. So I'm playing with a bunch of my friends, um, a couple singers, mainly instrumentalists, though, actually. Three out of the five things that I've planned are all instrumental works. So I'm playing on that one. So that's March 29th at 8 p.m. Wait, the collaborative one, even though it's collaborative, it's still considered your recital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's my senior recital. So what does that mean? Like, does that just mean that they are, like, backing you up and they are, like, supporting you, but you're, like, the highlight of the of the night? Like, what are you going to, what are you playing? You're playing piano or, or what? Yeah, I'm playing piano. So um, essentially, it's, like, a whole concert of me backing people up. Oh, you're backing like, people up. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, wow, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. It's not like I'm the star. Like, I'm the one who's supporting and collaborating with people, which is what makes it so much more, I guess, appealing in a way just because like I'm able to bring in like people from all the different departments and stuff so yeah it'll be a lot of fun you get to choose who you're collaborating with yeah basically so and it's funny because like my teacher and I have like tried to be very careful about who we're choosing yeah and, right I mean that's um, important <laughs> yeah yeah it's super important but like I everyone that I'm working with is a relatively close friend um yeah like one of my best friends at school will be performing like a last piece with me. And then, yeah, mostly everyone that I'm, that I will be collaborating with are people that I've gotten relatively close to in college. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It's a lot of music. These both are really <laughs> fun. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. and then for the vocal one, you're singing, mm-hmm. somebody's going to be playing piano, I'm assuming, and you're going to be singing. Yeah. That? Okay. Whole different element. Are you are you nervous at all for this, or is it oh, just yeah. or is it just kind of like oh yeah I'm excited to perform? No, I'm so because this is I mean I haven't normally the way it works especially for voice is that you do a 
a recite like a shared recital your sophomore year with like three or four other people and then you do a junior recital so you share it with one or two other people so you do like half of a recital program which is two to three sets and then your seat so it's like you build up those last three years of college up till your senior one and but I didn't do the junior recital last year because I was doing a lot of technique building like just working on a bunch of things and making sure this was ready and so uh, having to go from doing two sets of like three songs to a full recital program is really daunting but yeah, this is, I mean it's a lot you yeah. said it's like an hour of singing so that's crazy yeah I mean the good thing is like I've had the whole year to work on most of the stuff so like most of it's already memorized it's just a matter of yeah of like making sure I can physically do it that's that's like the biggest in terms my biggest fear in singing is like is really just the physical aspect of it just because it's so it's and you can't see anything that's happening you can only feel it and sometimes like what you feel isn't necessarily I don't know how to say it but it's like um like sometimes you may feel okay even though you're doing something that might not actually be good for you and so yeah it's like and then plus I go a lot by sonically how I feel like I'm sounding and it I manipulate a lot of things to try and you know make it sound this way and my teacher's like no stop doing that I'm like okay I'm trying um but yeah so I mean it's pretty nerve-wracking but it'll be it'll be good I'm assuming you're not doing like pop songs right no yeah yeah I'm assuming like some classical stuff maybe some operatic stuff yeah it's all classical (laughs) wow Um, yeah I'm doing one one opera aria well technically technically two but the first one's like it's technically a part of i don't even know how to go about explaining this but back in the old day like way 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 old day it would have been part of like a mass service but yeah okay, okay. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. No, so yeah. Okay, i'm doing so, one yeah okay well i'm gonna mark it on my calendar obviously i want to go <laughs> to to see you um, but I don't know. I mean, this this sounds like something that I might not ever get to do in my life to to listen to something like this. Somebody's senior recital. So I mean, yeah, it's, it's great that it's you. But yeah, this is a good opportunity. <laughs> this is cool. This might be once in a lifetime for me. You know, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> um, you, I mean, you do you do a lot of stuff for school, Angie. But I also noticed that you did post something on your Instagram. You, you're doing. Hashtag Inktober. Is that what you're doing? <laughs> I mean, it's not like official. Um, I mean, it's Instagram I, official. Wow. I mean, I'm, it's it's not something that like I I totally do all the time. But a couple of years ago, I started getting into like hand lettering and calligraphy and stuff. And per the help of an old teacher's wife, actually, she she was the one who kind of taught me. And um, so from there, like I like I played around with it here and there, and then I through like a uh, joint small group hangout, I discovered like brush pens <laughs> and uh, how much easier it was and less inky it was. Yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. wow, I can do this without ever having to feel like I'm tired or yeah. you know, it's like super. It just made it super easy. So. I was just I had just finished up my homework last night like when I when I put that up on Insta and I was like just thinking about that song because we had sung it in service on Sunday right yeah 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 yeah. I I mean it was fitting it was it was really cool I think it's great if you didn't do music do you think that like I don't know lettering brush lettering 
would be your second art form. What 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 would you consider your other art passion? Dude, I don't know, because it's so hard for me to imagine my life apart from music. Oh, that's like true. in a yeah, way, yeah. And it's 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 kind of a double edged sword in a way, because it's like like it's like yeah. In on one hand, it's like saying it's everything to me. On the other hand, that's like well, if it wasn't like if this like was if like this thing was like taken away from you then it's like how would you live and like how would you survive you know yeah no no I know exactly what you mean my thinking is like okay if I if I wasn't a musician then what would I be you know it's kind of like well maybe nothing I don't know yeah no seriously I've like contemplated and I'm like okay stop thinking that way just go practice like yeah I know right yeah don't think too much about I don't know. I'm not, I've never, aside from music, like I've never really considered myself an art, like a physically artistic person in that way. Um, I mean, I took art classes when I was little, but I was never very good. The thing is you have other hobbies and activities though. Like you do, what, what Taekwondo? You do Taekwondo, right? I used to. What, I used have to? been long out of the game what? since high school. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't do it anymore. I can't. I can't go to I can't competitions go or judge it. anymore. No, I used to referee. A um, oh, ref, yeah, like, sorry, not judge, ref. Yeah, like my first year of college. It's too much stress. <laughs> I was like, this is so hard. And as a ref, like you get bagged on so much oh, in I'm tournaments. Sure. And yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's just really, really rough. I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. <laughs> yeah, so you're, you're, totally so out, you're totally out of it. There's absolutely no part of you that wants to go back. Um, I mean... If I had the same body I did when I was in high school, <laughs> I totally could. But things have long changed since 20, was that 2014? So. I hear you. No, I hear you. And you know what? It's okay. It's okay to move on to different things. Yeah. Opportunities yeah. and passions in life. It, you don't, you totally don't have to stick to one thing for your entire life. Yeah. And I mean, I'm living, I was, a lot of my friends who were, who did Taekwondo when I was still doing it um, are, still like involved in the sport so I see all their stuff and it's like I'm living vicariously through them like they you know <laughs> and that's good enough doing, for you, like, you it, yeah like I see them doing international competitions like yes you go I cannot do that anymore but you can go and do that and so yeah <laughs> quick question this is uh this is random do you, you like Sherlock right do you like Sherlock I do yeah do you, do you only like the Benedict Sherlock <laughs> I, I think that's really the only interpretation I've seen it. I think I've seen clips of Robert Downey Jr.'s version, and I thought it was, like, I thought he played it well. But there's something about, like, maybe, well, then again, I, I went through all four Sherlock series. Right, or, right, right. Uh, all, Yeah, all four <laughs> seasons. Whereas with RDJ, I only watched, like, a little bit of one. Of, I think there were three movies. And I think okay. I only watched a little bit of one. Yeah, okay, so there's two Robert Downey Jr. movies. They're making, okay, there were two. They're making a third one. But I, I do understand what you're saying. Like, with Benedict, the universe is way bigger, you know, because it's like a, it's a miniseries, you know, whereas uh, for Robert Downey, it's like two movies. You can only squeeze so much in it. Yeah, I feel like it's more, it was more fitting 
in a mini series current kind of setting as opposed to just like separate films that I guess that would create a trilogy but like it's it's just not the same to me like how did you get into it though because I just remember all of a sudden <laughs> I started seeing it on your tumblr and I was like okay cool I like that show too but like how did you how'd you get into it um because the fandom's pretty intense I don't know how much of the fandom you're into but it's pretty it's pretty hardcore I've seen some of the things and I'm not that crazy about it. Okay. Like, I, I mean, it's, it's a good show. No, yeah, but it's great. I, yeah. But then again, this is coming from a person who is very easily entertained. Oh, really? Um, like my friends in high school always used to laugh at me and say that every movie that I watched, I said was good, even if it wasn't <laughs> that good. And, you know, to be honest, still to this day, I don't think I quite can define what a good movie is. Um, you just know what you like. Yeah, but in terms of Sherlock, uh, well, actually, it was through a friend from high school who I'm pretty sure it was through Tumblr that I saw she was reblogging all these things. And I asked her about it one time and she was like, oh, yeah, and it's really easy to get through because like there's only four episodes a season and there's only like three seasons. And I was like, oh, OK, little did I know each each episode was like an hour long. Yeah, it's like a movie. And, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it was. Is it's a super it was super intense. I think I finished it all in like one summer. Yeah, that, that sounds something. about right. Yeah, it's totally bingeable. Totally. Yeah, it was I couldn't stop. It was so bad. <laughs> but, yeah. but it's so good. It, no, it's good. I'm glad no. Okay, so I I also do love Benedict Sherlock, but I, I didn't know the backstory to that. So now I'm glad I know that that's how you got involved. Yeah. In. Okay, you we talked about this briefly. But you played with Ray on Sunday, right? And so mm-hmm. um, some follow-up from our last podcast. I asked you about guitar or piano, but I don't know if we talked about keyboard or piano. Because for Ray, you played keyboard and you weren't on you know, the actual piano. So what do you like better? Honestly, it kind of depends on who you're working with. From an acoustic standpoint, the pia- like an actual acoustic piano is more reliable because like it's built for that. It's built to like carry through and to like cut through. Like the instrument itself is made to be able to fill a large place with a lot of sound. Whereas with a keyboard, you're talking about manipulation via the sound team and like what they want to come out more. And personally, my struggle on Sunday was that um, because I got put in the back, the monitors weren't anywhere near me, so I couldn't uh, hear anything actually. Okay. So I was oh, wow. going all by ear. I didn't know and, that like, you couldn't hear I anything. What I felt was in the house. Yeah, it was it was hard. Um, and I was kind of like, oh man, it's gonna be rough, like going into it. But I mean, I heard some things from people, and they said it was good. So I was like, oh, okay, well, praise God. But I can't hear anything. <laughs> and um, and also, I know like it sounds different in the house than it does like from when I'm on stage. And then right. if you add the element of in ear monitors, your mix is different from what people are hearing outside. And I've gotten things before where. Uh, okay in my mix and someone from the audience has told me oh we can hear your keyboard at all and I'm like oh well you know and it's like not at that point it's not up to my discretion it's really up to the sound people and also I think just because like on a personal comfort level like an actual piano is what I grew up playing I mean I did a million concerts when I was little just like little things and we were always on like actual grand pianos so when you play at other churches do you have in-ears or is it stage monitors as well? One church I play, it's in years. 
Um, other places I'd say usually are monitors, just like regular, regular stage monitors. I'm hoping that for when we get the new Mac that we can try to have in-ears. I, don't, I mean, I'm assuming really? we have to have our own in-ears because I don't think we want to share in-ears with each other. But yeah, it, it's, it's kind of a gross thing. Yeah, no, it's yeah. Gross like you just have to be careful. It. Yeah, I think there's a lot <laughs> of um, opportunities for the, for the new Mac. It should be, should be cool and exciting. You were praying playing for Ray on Sunday. I know you play for my team and you also play for your dad's team sometimes. What is it like switching between the different leaders? How do you adjust? I mean, a lot of it is can be seen at face value just from the songs that you guys choose. It's it's a different kind of like variety and also a different style, like how you want to approach it and stuff. And a lot of it is just kind of, for me, at least it's really just going with the flow and just making sure I'm listening to everyone else and like what the leader would kind of want at certain points and stuff. So that that's really all it is. Yeah. I mean, I just kind of just like, listen, I depend a lot on my ear in terms of like following people and like knowing what to do and when to do what. So what do you not like the leaders to do? What's like your pet peeve? Because obviously I don't want to be doing something where you're like, man, I hate it when Aaron does that. <laughs> so let me, let me know because I don't know, you're working with a lot of different people. Like I'm sure you have things that you appreciate and then things that you wish you know, people didn't do. So what are some of those things? Oh man, all the tea is coming out in this podcast. This is crazy. <laughs> um, any sudden changes that I can't anticipate. And I know that hmm. seems super vague, but like, it's usually nice to have instructions on lead sheets, like before I get them. However, I mean, it's, I know sometimes it's not always the case and like you do have to follow the leader at some point. And then I guess if there are different core changes for that to be written out first. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> it, it would just be helpful. Cause I remember, I think what we played last time, it was like, there was a like flat, seven thrown in the middle of nowhere and I'm yeah. like wait what <laughs> I mean I know you do it a lot but I was kind of just like hold up okay well no and, you're, you're uh, right though you're right okay let me let me explain let me explain <laughs> sometimes okay normally when we go into practice I have an arrangement in my mind I, I think like okay we can do this but the 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 chord sheets on the physical paper Sometimes by the time I print that, I, I didn't write it out like how I wanted to arrange. I just stuck to the basics, you know, and then it's fair. when yeah. I have the arrangement, I'm like, okay, maybe we can do this. And then other times I do get ideas as we're practicing just because <laughs> I hear, I hear things. Right. And then it's like, oh shoot, well, we should do this instead. Or like, oh, maybe during this part, we should cut out the instruments or maybe this part should just be piano or something. So stuff like that. Yeah. Sometimes it's on the fly and yeah, you're right. That would be my bad so I will keep that in mind well I mean it's it's not a it's not a totally bad thing um but it would I think I speak on behalf of all like band members in right. general because I mean as a worship leader like I've gotten from like I've gotten requests from people to have like the arrangements and just like the lead sheets ahead of time because mm -hmm. what I may necessarily be able to do on fly I may not always be that way for other people i think i've learned myself also to like be mindful of that so yeah no, and also yeah. to come to like during practice like community and that somehow if not it's always that awkward moment where you have to like stop everyone and be like okay wait here's what we're doing here you know and, yeah um but 
Yeah, I mean, I believe just the biggest thing. I think the other thing too <laughs> is that I'm I am spoiled in the sense where it's like I'm playing with good musicians, so that way when I cost about, you guys can adjust really fast <laughs> to it. So I guess I'm spoiled because like I just take it for granted. Like, yeah, they can do this. No, it's not a problem. But I do appreciate you uh, playing on all the different teams, Angie, and of course I appreciate you playing with me as well oh <laughs> you guys on sunday you guys had an arrangement of tis so sweet to trust in jesus mm-hmm. i thought that was an interesting arrangement because the verses were just e and c sharp and normally when i play it you know i'm thinking like okay you're, you're gonna add more chords in there so yeah who yeah, was responsible yeah, yeah. for that arrangement was it ray like did he get it from a cd so ray uh, he I think he um, heard Norton Hall's arrangement of it. Okay. Who okay. is affiliated with, they're affiliated with, uh, I think, Southern, Chinese, Southern, like, yeah. Voice or something. They're affiliated with, like, that whole area. And so, but yeah, so he heard their arrangement of it. He sent us a link. He was like, hey, why don't you guys listen to this? Because I want to try it out on Sunday. Yeah, and I thought, I thought it was cool. It was kind of, to me, it felt like very simplified. Cause, yeah, because yeah, I mean, I know it's a traditional hymn, and traditional hymns because they're meant for like organ and stuff, like have all these very interesting like chord changes and things like you're, like a lot of stepwise motion that you're anticipating the minor six like the whole time. <laughs> and it was like, like it, I mean, it worked. Like it kind of gave me a little bit more freedom, I guess, to kind of mess around like during. Mm those because that's like what two bars each chord right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. so but it was when, cool i enjoyed when, it when you're arranging songs do you like finding unique arrangements like that or do you like sticking to kind of what's basic or like what you hear like on a you know on spotify or do you like making your own arrangements what do you prefer i think as of as of late um i'm more i usually like to stick with what's on the track just because it's it's like easier for people unless if i'm like a band of more than like three people and then plus like singers and stuff right so you don't want to keep well especially for the band members like you want to adjust according to the skill level that you have and or yeah, i guess like other people that you're working with and whatnot but um for the uh, pieces carry on classical musician sorry for songs that are generally done pretty frequently i take a lot of i guess from your people i've heard live or okay. things that i've heard yeah i guess like on spotify or whatever like i remember one time i last year i see matt redman live in concert and he wrote like a bunch of this like a bunch of the big songs right and he did a very stripped down version of blessed be your name and it was so moving and just um like very I don't know it was it was so simplistic but it was also like extremely touching extremely beautiful and so I remember one time I wanted to do it that way for offertory but it was so hard to like find something to reference because I was like I didn't record that performance and like something like that where it's a song that I know people will be familiar with and that they wouldn't mind like I guess like trying something new with it then I'll kind of try and like change things up in terms of the arrangement but um I think for main sets of songs I usually like to stick with like what's on the page okay so I'm gonna make this about um us and uh your recording (laughs) of Living Hope is is pretty much done I got the final mix down Julie recorded. yeah Julie recorded vocals background vocals um on Sunday actually we did it 
after church. And so uh, I've been working on the final mix and I think it's good. And one thing that Julie did notice was that like, she liked how you did this arrangement. She said, it's definitely a little bit different than uh, I guess the normal recording. So good job, Angie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I think a lot of it, a lot of that with you, I think with the whole, with some of the core changes that we incorporated in there, because if not, it would have been totally the same. Like, <laughs> Well, maybe, but I'm, I'm sure your playing style had a lot to do with it too. I, it was a collaborative effort. How about that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll put it um, that way. <laughs> Phillips is going to come out uh, close to Halloween and yours is going to come out close to Thanksgiving. Yeah, uh, I you're excited because I am excited so for you to hear it. What have you been listening to, Angie? And then I'll let you go. Well, lately, uh, oh my gosh, what it's been. I mean, study times. I realize like it's really hard for me to listen to things with words and like, reading something and like I'm hearing words. Like I, I kind of like see, but it's like it's sort of too much info overload for my mind to handle. So usually I do. Um, lately, I've been doing, um, I've listened to a bunch of Sam Ock, who is this, I don't. Yeah, I know Sam um, Ock, yeah. <laughs> so, but he released, like, for a lot of his albums, he has, like, only the instrumental tracks. And because I like, like, his style, thing, chord things, it's like, I've been listening to those a lot, for oh, especially cool. during the time that I'm studying. If I want something new and kind of stimulating, then I'll listen to that. Thanks, Angie. Thanks for that recommendation. Um, hey, I think we're good. Thanks for doing the podcast. Yeah, thank you for inviting again. Thanks, Angie, for being my guest on the show. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Please, please, please send me your feedback or questions for follow-up. You can even send me any questions specifically for Angie to follow up on, and I'll be sure to get to them in the next few episodes. In the show notes, you'll find links to our podcast archive. And don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast player. My website is musicgoon.com. The email address for this podcast is soundwords at musicgoon.com. And you can always tweet me at musicgoon. Thanks. See you soon. <laughs>